Oregonia. I'm here with my co-host Ian Wallace and Hello. Jake Richardson. Hello. Uh, Ian, tell us briefly about your character. You know, we're playing homebrew characters, so it's not like what people are traditionally used to. Just tell us a little bit about the race and class of your character. Sure. I am an apeling, basically a monkey person, and I am an airbender named Loken Airwalker. And the airbender comes from that one show, but I don't know much about the show, but I thought the class would be cool. (laughs) Well played. Let's not name the show. And Jake... Uh, You want to tell us a little bit about your character? Yeah, I am Lucius Faust. I'm a half-elf. My class is a card dealer. Cards are going to be my weapon of choice uh, throughout the campaign. And uh, I have a soldier background. Cool. So as of right now, there's not really any original homebrew content. Anything that we have homebrew is courtesy of the D&D wiki and the good people who post on there. Good job, people. Thank you very much. All right. We are going to open in a town called Warrior's Respite. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit about the town, and then we're going to open up. Warrior's Respite is a territory of Ursaraka, but functions largely independently. Uh, It's a quiet coastal village located just outside the forest. Order is maintained in the town by an oligarchy that calls themselves the Order of the Peace. The local economy functions largely on tourism and is a popular vacation spot for the residents of Ragonia, and is even fabled to be the home of the goddess Ishizu in the material realm. A temple in her honor rests at the heart of the town, on a square that hosts the local market. Also on the square are a handful of inns and taverns as well as spas and gift shops. White Shadow Tavern is a local hangout, a dimly lit pub known for its rhythmic ambiance of percussion and its eccentric bartender. Several wooden booths line the walls of the bar and a handful of patrons sit in groups talking amongst themselves. A few people are on the tiny dance floor. Moving to the rhythmic sounds of steady, up-tempo drum beats. At the bar, a slender half-elf with long dark hair, seemingly down on his luck, wearing a top hat, is having a spirited conversation with Thok, the bartender. Uh, I don't think I'm talking to the bartender at all. I'm nursing my whiskey and uh, looking around the bar, see if there are any uh, drunkards that I can take advantage of. To your left, you see at the circular tables, you see a hooded figure kind of just like hanging out by himself and he definitely has clocked you as well. There are the four people sitting over there in the wooden booths who look like a group of douchebags. You turn and look at the dance floor, you see two females, this monkey looking dude, just going absolutely apeshit break dancing on the dance floor. No pun intended <laughs> by apeshit, but just absolutely losing his mind. And that is Logan. Yeah, so I, I would like to slip thought a, uh, a few pieces of silver and ask him if there's any chance that he can point me in the direction of the dumbest people in the bar. And if it just so happens to be the douchebags, then that would just confirm my suspicions. <laughs> yeah, man. Those, those guys uh, over in the corner getting kind of rowdy. Those are, uh, those are for sure the dumbest people here. Yeah. Perfect. I go to the douchebags. Actually, but before I go over to them, I, I'm gonna ask Doc for uh, four pints of mead. Would you, uh, would you, would you like to take them some of this purple instead? No, thank you. That's that's perfectly fine. You keep that, good sir. All right, Brad. Just just the Here's mead. Your mead. All right, thanks. What a fucking weird guy. All right, so I'm gonna go to the douchebags, and uh, I'm gonna set the mead on the table 
and ask all of them if I could interest them in a game of cards. Whoa! You see one of them stands up. He's like, bruh, you just gonna come, you just gonna come drop drinks on our table while we're having a conversation? Why would we want to play cards with you, dude? Well, first, this is a peace offering for interrupting your conversation. See, these are for you. I hand them the mead. I'm Lucius. My friends call me Lucy. Oh. Well, don't, don't, mis- don't mistake. We're not friends. Right. I, I wasn't saying you could call me Lucy. I was just letting you know that my friends do. Fair. My name's Chad. Of course it is. And these are... I just assume that this is Kyle. Huh? Are you pointing to someone else? Yes, I, I point to the guy to his left. Uh, actually, no. The guy next to him is Kyle. That's Brad. And uh, this is Token. Understood. Ba- back to the cards, though. I... I... I'm just passing through. Look, just look, trying to pass bro, some time. We are not interested in your cards. Please leave. Very well. I uh, take all of my drinks back and leave the table. I'm just kind of looking over and I'm noticing uh, there's some animosity going on. I'm still break dancing and using my airbending skills to really impress everybody there. All right, Logan, tell us what you do. I'm not doing anything. I'm just gonna keep airbending away, the music's popping, and uh, I just kinda wanna see what these people end up doing. So without hesitation, I I just snatch my drinks back from them and and turn to walk back to the bar. (laughs) That's fucking rude, bro. So rude. Kyle, that was rude as fuck, right? Yeah, man, that's fucking rude. So you're headed back to the bar? Yes. I intend to drink all four glasses of mead. As you're walking over to the bar, you see the hooded guy um, over at the table by himself kind of like summons you or like tries to get you to come over to him. How does he do it? Like he just kind of like... Like is it a bro nod? Like, it's, it's like, it's like a, it's, it's not like a, yeah, it's a little bit of a bro nod. It's like a bro nod, but like with a welcoming hand. I go to the table. I'm I'm chilling. I don't have anything better to do right now. He goes, So, friend, I hear you're trying to play cards. Does that make you uh, a gamesman? I don't know that I've ever been called a gamesman. Uh, I I wouldn't even say that I'm very good. I just enjoy playing to pass the time. And who, who doesn't like a little friendly wager? My sentiments exactly. Could I interest you in a game? Perhaps. What's the game? What are the stakes? Perhaps I should start by introducing myself. My name is Atum. I'm Lucy. Nice to meet you. I just heard you tell tell Chad that your friends call you Lucy. Are we friends now? Uh, I guess it depends on how this game goes. All right. It's quite a simple game, really. All it's going to require of you is to put up 10 bills. The bills are equivalent to gold pieces. He's going to put up 10 bills, and you're going to also put up 10 bills if you're game. Okay. So what's the game? The game is we'll alternate and take turns placing the money that we have both put in in a stack on top of our hand. And then taking this dagger, he pulls out his dagger and says, The objective of the game is to stab as much money as possible without stabbing your hand. And you get to keep the money that you stab. However... If you do stab through to your hand, the other player gets the money that you stabbed, and you also have a knife wound. Interested? Uh, sure. On the condition that you go first. Terms accepted. So the way the mechanics of the game are going to work are going to be uh, two participants start by placing an agreed-upon amount of money, 
at least 10 bills, equal to 10 gold pieces into a stack on the table. Uh, players take turns placing the money on their non-dominant hand and stabbing the money using a dagger with the other hand. The objective is to get the money without stabbing yourself. Player keeps whatever money is stabbed on their turn. Players may use any of the following on their turn. You can choose a D4, a D8, a D12, or a D20. The number of bills stabbed is equal to the number rolled. When the bill limit is exceeded, you'll take damage. Let us begin. He stabs the whole stack and does not stab his hand. That's that's a pretty cool trick. This this actually doesn't happen very often. Would you like to play again? <laughs> Double or nothing? Uh, let's let's not go double or nothing. Let's just play with ten bills again. Ten bills apiece. Ah, uh, okay, cool. I offer him two of the beers that I have as well. Would you like to go first this time? Uh, no, that's okay. You go first. Can I, before he rolls, can I stab his hand? I want to stab the bills through his hand onto the table. Make an attack roll. Juicy. Juicy, juicy. 12 to 14. Your attack misses and you stab the table. Oh, are we not friends? Well, see, I was trying. I I withdraw my dagger from the table. Uh, I was trying to be your friend, guy. uh, But here's the deal, buddy. We can't be pals if you're going to cheat within 30 seconds of meeting each other. Have you no honor? Uh, Honestly... You have cheated. I don't feel like that's true. I just tried to end the game early. Uh, you tried to stab me is what you did. I, I suppose it is a matter of perspective. We could agree to disagree. Look, I enjoy games, but I do not take kindly to those who think they are above the rules. Does I will seem- give you an option. Would you, would you like to take a turn on first stab? Does, does he seem, how upset does he seem? At the fact that I just tried to stab him. He's very, he is highly upset. He he had to dig down into his heart to offer you to continue playing the game. Sure. Uh, I'll play again. Why not? You stab first. Okay. 16. All right. So you stab 16 bills. Awesome. I'm almost even. My turn. Atum stabs two bills. Ha ha. There's but two left. Your turn. Hmm. I'm not sure that these two bills are important to me uh, enough to be stabbed in my hand. What are my other die choices? All right, let's roll a d4. Three. Those bills are mine. He removes the dagger from your hand and takes the bills off of them. Uh, and you take you take five damage. From a dagger to my hand? Yep. Okay. Uh, so I would like to propose that we play a game of my choice now. If you are a master gamesman, as you say, I feel like that's only fair, right? I gave you home court advantage. You give me home court advantage. Any game is fine with me. I propose that we play a card game. Which game? Uh, I would like to take my deck of cards out of my cloak and trick them into a deck of flaming spades. So I can expend one gambit die to trick my deck And Flaming Spades, uh, when I hit a creature, I light the target on fire for one minute, causing them to suffer 2d4 of fire damage at the start of each of their turns. The amount of fire damage dealt is equal to the number of Gambit die rolled to add this effect. So you're going to attack him. That's my plan. 
All right, you're going to have to roll initiative. Oh, he was going to attack me? He he is he is not an idiot. He <laughs> gauges that you're a shysty fuck. <laughs> I was just taking my deck of cards out of my cloak so that we could play a card game. Okay, I'm rolling initiative. I rolled a 17. He rolled a 19. <laughs> so Atum clocks that you are up to no good once again. And he goes, fuck you, good sir. Fuck you. And he casts Maze on you. What does Maze do? To give you some uh, like level of consequence of why you shouldn't fuck with people, Maze is an 8th level spell. For Maze, you are banished to a labyrinth demiplane. I think I fucked up. Yeah, you did fuck up. Lucius, you're transported to a labyrinth, a, a stone labyrinth with walls that you absolutely cannot climb. They're like 20 feet tall, uh, white stones. I'm going to cut over to Loken and see what he's doing, and you're going to hang out there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to ask, yeah, what am I What am I seeing at this point? I mean, I'm obviously noticing that they're having this game, but what do I see when he poofs away? Basically, you just see the guy in the top hat fucking disappear, and then the guy goes back to chilling at the table. Oh, okay. So he just straight up disappears. All right. And, but, the, but the guy just like goes straight back to chilling like nothing happened. Uh, cool. So, yeah, I, uh, I mean, I guess at this point, I'm, uh, I'm just gonna, I mean, I, I'm pretty parched, I think, from, from all my dancing. Uh, I just want to clarify what kind of music is is playing am i dancing to is it it's just it's like drums drums okay it's cool. just like yeah. <laughs> it's like jumanji it's like ancient techno well if ancient techno were just drums who's next to me on the uh, dance there, floor there's two females on the dance floor just kind of like oh. dancing poorly they've cool. clearly been drinking Good. Okay, cool. Well, all right. Well, I, I'm going to ask the two females, uh, you know, because we've been, they've been digging my dance moves. I'm going to ask them if they want to come to the bar and have a drink with me. Sure. Are you buying? Yeah, I'll ha I'll buy. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, let's go talk to, to Foxy over there. He seems like a pretty cool guy. I ask uh, Fox, what do you have? What's, uh, what, what can you get these ladies that are, that's cheap for them, but Something a little bit nicer for me. He goes, I mean, uh, first of all, it's Thok. Like, T-H-A-K. Thok. Ah, I heard that wrong earlier, because you kind of talk weird. I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're a little strange. It's cool. It happens, man. But personally, personally, I... I prefer the purple. I can get you guys some of the purple, and if you like that, I get it to you pretty so, cheap. What is the purple? Can you explain? Uh, you see Thok reach behind the bar, or he gets like three styrofoam cups and sets them on the table. I'm sorry, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to cut that. He, he, You see him turn around behind the bar, and he places three cups on the bar, and then you see him get this glass bottle that literally just has thick purple liquid in it he he pours it into the cups and goes here on the house i mean just try it uh you know i don't know really what this is this is a little bit stop being concerning. a bitch man stop stop being a bitch and he grabs one of the cups and drinks it himself 
All right. Is this good for the ladies? Yeah, man. I'll take I'll take a mead and I'll take these two for the ladies. How about I that? mean, I mean, if they have the purple bra, it's good for them, man. It's good for you. You know what I mean? Like crazy. <laughs> All right, Fox. So uh can you can you tell me who this guy is in the corner? He just he just made somebody like completely disappear and it's kinda interesting to me. I I mean I will I will tell you, but like the meat ain't free, bruh. The purple is free because I said it's free, but the meat ain't free. That's fine. I'll pay for the meat. How much is it? That's gonna be like uh, uh, like just Aren't one. Are you gold, a bartender? Bro. One, go- one, one, one gold, gold is fine, man. I bet one dr- gold, I'll pay you two silver for the meat. Motherfucker, this ain't a barter system. One gold. How about two silver? This this meat is not worth one gold. He fucking knocks the meat on the floor. No Fine. meat for you, bitch. It's one gold. <laughs> All right. I'll take the purple. How about that? All right. Now you want the purple because the meat is expensive as fuck? You said it was free. All right. You can have your purple cup, but then you take your punk ass away from my bar. All right. All right. You can, you can stay in the bar, but don't send someone else to get your next drink. Okay. Sounds good. So he he hands you the three cups of purple and and like shoes you away from the bar. I hand I hand the two to the ladies and I hold on to mine. I I'm not drinking it yet. It seems like a sketchy t- thing for somebody who follows his path. Just didn't seem like the path, you know. So so the women uh, they thank you very much, and you guys go sit at the table next to Chad and the gang. I'm just I'm just going to kind of wait it out and watch to see what happens here with this guy that disappeared because I'm interested and I'm going to keep my eye out on the hooded guy. All right. Uh, Lucius, how's the maze? I'm lost. I'm super lost. <laughs> Roll a d20. 17. You're still in the maze. Jesus. What are you doing? I'm trying to get the fuck out of the maze. You can see that from one side of the maze, it seems like there's a light source setting behind the maze. Like if you're watching a sunset in the city, you can see the light coming from over the buildings. And you think that maybe the end of the maze is that way. Uh, I'm going to go that way. All right. We're going to cut back to the bar. (laughs) We go back to the bar and you see... I would like to say that while I'm walking around the maze... I'm just muttering curses about the guy in the bar in the cloak. You're mad at him that I'm going to kill when I get back. Funny you say that. Loken, you're you're in the bar enjoying your drinks or not enjoying your drink. You're just sitting at the table. You notice that the two women are kind of leaning over to Chad and the gang. And as you see them lead over and start talking to Chad and the gang, you just see the dude in the hood just like straight blink out of the bar. Like he teleports out of the bar. So he just disappears in my perspective. Yeah. In the same exact way, basically, as the the top hat guy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm probably talking to to, to the girls and, and Chad and the crew, Kyle. You're talking to Chad and Kyle? Yeah, I mean, the girls are talking to him. I'm just there kind of hanging out. I'm really interested by the hooded guy. So I ask Chad, do you know who that guy was over there at the table alone? He's a he's a guy. He hangs out. We we hang out here. Also, by the way, I'm Chad. Hey, Chad. I'm Loken. Cool, cool. Good to meet you. 
Yeah, I mean, we hang out here all the time, and he's just kind of this mysterious fucking dude. Like, he comes in here and hangs out and keeps to himself mostly. I mean, his name his name is Atum, and he's just, he's real enthusiastic about playing games. And I imagine it's because he always wins. Literally, anytime I've seen him play a game with someone, he wins. Like, I've never seen him lose. Does that mean he cheats? No. He's just good at games. He's literally just the best. So I don't ever play games with him. Not not again. Well, I I noticed uh, that guy uh, went up to him. They were playing some something with a dagger, and and I watched him disappear. Have you seen that before? Because you know, I just I don't like the idea of this guy. Just I don't know. It just seemed like he was harming the guy who disappeared first. He's he's a good guy, man. He's just like. He's got kind of this dark side to him where like he likes the physical risk of games like that, where the stakes are a little bit higher than just money. You know, I've never seen him just straight up disappear a dude like that before. That was wild as fuck. And you see, as Chad says that Lucius just crumples on the floor in the bar, like blinks back into the bar and just crumples on the floor. I'm pissed. I go up to Lucius and I'm like, what happened? Uh, not sure. Where's the guy in the fucking cloak? I don't know. He just kind of crumpled away into nothing right over there at the... All right. Well, we're just going to brush past the fact that you're a monkey in a bar for just a second. I'm going to go find that guy, but we're going to address that. We're going to come back, circle back. I walk out of the bar looking for the guy. Logan, what do you do? I'm interested. This is... You know, I tend to, to kind of roam around. I don't really have much of an agenda at this point. And so I'm uh, I'm going to follow the action and at, at a little bit of a distance, see what's going on. So as you guys are leaving the bar, Chad kind of looks at you and goes, what did you say your name was? Uh, Loken. Loken. Um, you guys, you guys be careful out there. There have been some, some stuff disappearing in town recently. There's bandits going around, so you guys be sure and take care of yourselves, all right? Just kind of, like, watch your back, you know? And Cal goes, yeah, man, shit's crazy, crazy out there. That's super nice of you, Chad. Thank you. I was done listening before Chad started talking. I'm already outside. So what do we see outside the bar? You see some, like, vendors in the square selling produce and such. Like, there's people with carts of oranges and bananas and various fruit. How far away are the merchants? Because uh, that banana is looking pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, they're like right there, dude. It's it's like uh, it's it's just a square. It's like a town square with shops around it. Cool. I, I just go up and 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 pay for a quick banana because that sounds nice. <laughs> I would just like to go to the first person I see and ask them if they have seen the guy in the hood. So you you follow Loken over to the banana merchant. Oh my god, this banana is. F- Oh, dude, these are big bananas. I love big bananas. Don't you love big bananas? If you don't shut the fuck up, this is the guy in the hood. Where'd he go? Pleasure. I don't know, man. He just disappeared. The the banana merchant looks at you and goes, "Do you think you could be more specific than guy in the hood?" No. He had about ten extra bills that he wasn't supposed to have, and he was probably in a hurry because he knows I'm gonna whip his ass. Not not to insult your intelligence, sir, but I'm pretty sure your friend just said he disappeared. Yeah, he actually right, like disappeared. He disappeared. Like he, he ran out of the bar. Also, you disappeared. What's your name, by the way? Lucius. 
Lucius. What's your name? Lucius, you... My name's Loken, Airwalker. But you disappeared just like that guy did. So how how am I supposed to know that you're not associated with him? Clearly, I'm not associated with him. I don't know if you saw, but he sent me to some giant maze thing. Probably some fucked up sex fantasy he's got. That Maybe that's where he went. He went back to the maze and he thinks that I'm still there waiting for him. A maze. I didn't... We were just in a bar, man, and that weird bartender gave me some purple drinks. I didn't drink my purple drink. That was probably wise. I wouldn't trust the bartender. Yeah, that guy was really... <laughs> yeah. was, you can't bullshit a bullshitter really and he, he, was, he was trying. So the banana merchant goes, look guys, the only people I've seen going to the bar today are locals. There's Chad and the fucktards. And then there's also Chad was kinda of, kind of a nice guy. He I mean like a pretty nice guy. Nice and fucktards are not mutually exclusive. They can be just the sweetest people and be dumb as shit. Fair. And I did I did say Chad and the fucktards. So Chad is okay. But I just saw him and his gang go in there, and then I saw Atum go in there. He's local here. He's a nice dude. He has uh, kind of a dark sense of humor, but rumor has it that he once upon a time was a very powerful magician. What does Atum look like? The merchant tells you he's a tall, slender guy with kind of like messy blonde hair. He's a tall, slender human. Does he like to wear hoods? Uh, he, he did have a cloak on when he went into the bar today, yeah. Yeah, that's the guy. Mm. That's the guy. A tomb. That's what he said his name was. Uh, I haven't seen him come out. I did see him go in this morning. He disappeared. Uh, yeah, I heard you say that. That checks out. Like I said, he was once upon a time a very powerful magician. But he frequents the bar regularly. Yeah, man. He just kind of hangs out there. So you're saying that he's a good person and you know of him as not being some sort of evil person. Yeah. He's Is he associated dude. with the bandits? Uh... Not to my knowledge. Uh, actually, if you guys are interested in the bandits, you should probably head over to uh, Order Headquarters. Where does a tomb live? I'm not his fucking keeper, man. I don't know where he lives. We're not buds. He just comes up and says hello on his way into the bar. Sometimes he grabs a banana like Monkey Boy. He's just someone that, that I see. This is problematic. Sounds like a nice guy. He does seem like a nice guy, doesn't he? Yeah, he does seem like a nice guy. Okay. Well, well, I guess I don't have anywhere to be. I'm kind of interested in in potions. Thank you for the for the banana, by the way. I, I, you don't find good bananas around nowadays. This is a really good banana. But uh, I would like some potions. I ran out recently, and and it'd be helpful along uh, kind of just my journeys. You see sort of a granola-ass chick in the square selling potions and stuff. She's wearing like a headscarf, a crop top, and hair on pants. Is she attractive? That sounds like my kind of person. She is thin. But is she attractive? So so the chick is, is very thin. Like you can see uh, her ribs and her eyes are sunken in. Yeah, I'm not interested. Lucius is and, done. And she like has she's like, a wook. She has literally dirty blonde hair. Like she's a wook. What I mean, mean by wook? dirty hair. I'm all about dirty hair. I have dirty hair all over my body. So like a dirty 2020 hipster wook. While we're standing here, like totally not checking out this alien looking girl. So, uh, Loken, you said your name was? That's my name. Now seems like a good time to circle back to the whole monkey in a bar thing. How's that happen? Yeah. So I'm just a, a traveling 
um, helper. Uh, my my family died a long time ago in the mountains far to the east. We, uh, you know, just just a few years back, my whole my whole family was kind of pretty brutally murdered, and ever since I, I kind of left there, I, I just felt like I didn't have much much to live for. And and helping people and and adventuring and seeing seeing the sights, it's just kind of the way I've been just steered here. You know, I don't have any reason for it, but yeah, I am a monkey. I'm very, used to people very looking well. at me strangely. Oh no, Where it's cool. I, I don't discriminate. Honestly, I, I think less of you because of all the, the hippie shit you just said than I do because you're a monkey. I'm a monkey. <laughs> I want to reiterate, I'm a monkey. So hair, dirt, I'm cool with that. You know? I mean, a little dirt. Yeah, that that's you fine. Mean, uh, the dirty chick looks at you guys and goes, uh, can I help you with something? I think she's talking to you. Sure. Do you, uh, do you sell incense and health potions? Any health potions? Honey, you have come to the right place. I sell so much incense, like all the incense, oh, I sell it. And then I love all, incense. And and then also, I do have a couple of regular healing potions. Okay, I'll take some healing potions. I, I, uh, I How much are they? Let's say 10 gold for the pair. Hmm, I think that would be helpful for me. I'll go ahead and get both of them. And I don't have any more money on me. Would you mind sparing me a few incense? The incense you're burning remind me of the cool breeze on the mountainside. Of course. I have a couple that I will spare you. That's great. Do you have this? Do you have any sucky, 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 sucky incense? I love sucky, sucky. I'm sorry. Are you are you propositioning me? What is happening? I just like the sucky, sucky incense. Jesus, he wants to get his monkey dick wet. I'm very confused because it sounds like you're saying uh, sucky, sucky, and then you're saying sucky, sucky, sucky incense. You know, the sucky, sucky mountains that there's no, those aren't mountains. I've never heard of those mountains. How about you take the potions that you bought? I will still give you some of the bao bao incense. Uh, since you have patronized my my kiosk, but also you're being kind of creepy, and I want you to leave. I, I'm asking for a certain type of incense that reminds me of home, but that's okay. I'll take the potions. Here's your ten gold. Thank you. Namaste. Mm. May you follow the way. I just want to leave. I, I have no reason to linger with with the hippy dippy shit going on. What do you, uh, are you, are you still interested in finding this, this guy? Oh yeah, absolutely. That, that's like my number one priority right now. As you guys are standing there chatting, you see this kind of like shady looking character go into order headquarters. You kind of spot him from across the square and, uh, he goes in there briefly. You see a flash of light come from inside the building and then the character takes off he is very fast and you guys have no chance of catching him but you hear screams coming from inside of order hq uh okay i guess i will uh walk toward the order headquarters to see what's going on you coming monkey yeah i'll come follow so as you guys approach order headquarters you can kind of hear more clearly what was going on and to reiterate the order it's the order of the peace. They're kind of like the rulers of this town. They're generally pretty chill and fair. And there's they're not really used to a lot of crime around here. So the bandits have kind of got them all shook up. As, or as you approach, you hear uh, screams from inside. 
I'm blind, I'm blind, I can't see, I'm blind. As you guys walk into Order HQ, you see this massive human fighter, like just this big, bald, burly motherfucker leaned over what you would assume to be like, like basically the greeter at Order HQ is this, uh, this halfling female just kind of like sprawled out on the floor screaming she's blind. And he's clearly like trying to help her. Would I be familiar with the Order of the Peace? No, it's specific to this town. Okay. So I, I go up to the, the fighter and I, I ask him, what, what happened? What's going on? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I was in the back trying to put some thinking on this bandit shit that's been going on. They've been breaking in people's houses. And anyway, not, not fucking important. Basically, she, she told me that clearly she's blind. I mean, you hear her screaming. So someone came in uh, wearing a hood and tossed the glass jar in the air and then turned around and started walking for the door. When the jar hit the floor, this blinding light went off and now she can't see shit. Hey, my guy. Uh, I can't the guy see. In the hood. I can't see what, shit. Hey, the guy, the guy in the hood. What do you look like? I mean, I don't really have much of a description, but he was he was kind of a smaller fellow, like real stocky, kind of like a like a runny gym bro. Okay, that's disappointing. There was a person in the bar who had a hood on. Do you remember his name, Lucius? Uh, a tomb, but uh, a tomb. I, I don't think did, that did, he fits that description. Oh, oh yeah, a tomb. Nice guy. Nice guy. And then is he though? Is he a nice guy? Yeah, yeah, he's he's a nice dude. Like he volunteers here twice a week and just kind of like helps out. He, used God, to. he seems like a nice guy. He goes, "You guys uh fucking clearly aren't helping with this blind chick situation. Are you guys adventurers of sorts?" Yes. Uh, I would like, like to address to how here calm there. you are right now. What do you mean how calm I am? I've seen battle. I've cut people's heads from their shoulders and kicked them around with my friends should uh, i be more shocked no 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 i understand it's nice to meet a brother in arms yes indeed i'd like to shake this guy's hand i'm lucy can i help with this lady what do you need my name is Raplo. uh it seems like she's just had a spell cast on her so she should be fine shortly uh, this has happened a couple of times recently, too, where people in town are reporting that glass jars are being thrown and shattering. And when they shatter, there are spells trapped inside the jars that are released when the jars shatter. The way that we're told that it works is someone with magical capabilities speaks a spell into the jar and then screws the lid on it and making a magical bomb of sorts. Uh, you know who has magical capabilities? That guy at Tomb with the hood. Coincidence? I think not. Yeah, it's probably a coincidence. Anyway, uh, if you if you guys are adventurers, to to be completely frank with you, we could probably use some help tracking down these bandits that have been terrorizing the city. We're we're offering a reward of a hundred gold. Ah, uh, it's like you read my mind. Yeah, you seem fancy. You seem to have tried to dignify yourself. You certainly don't look like a warrior anymore. Uh, that's fair. It's been a while since I've kicked the head around. Yeah, good good old head ball. Gotta love that. I miss those days. This, this guy gets it. You see that, that the girl on the floor like starts blinking, like her eyes are adjusting, and she she's like, Oh, okay, I can I can see again. Okay. So so she she is she is now fine. You see the fighter guy goes, Hey, uh, Reese, 
Reese, why don't you take the rest of the day off? And you see the the halfling chick gets up and, and says thank you and leaves. So during this time, uh, I I had my, my eyes closed uh, and I was sort of meditating and breathing deeply. Uh, and I, I open my eyes and I go, it seems like the way has brought me here. What can I do to help? Were you not listening to what, what I just told your friend? We need help getting the bandits. I heard you. What can I do to help? It just, it seems like kind of a redundant question. I've already answered that question. You can, so you can find the bandits. You don't have to be a dick. He's a monkey. Kind of to be expected, right? I'm trying to be nice to the monkey. You're doing a poor job. (laughs) I'm trying to adopt the monkey as a pet. I would like to just say this aside to the guy. This is okay. I understand adverse reactions to my look and my appearance. I, I would like to help. What, uh, what can you guide me uh, on? Where, where have uh, the bandits been spotted and, and where, might, where might we go? Rumor has it that the bandits are, are stashing their treasure in the woods to the north of town. There's a, there's a handful of them who um, we're not exactly sure where their location is, but um, we suspect that it's in a cave um, north of town, quite a large cave. You want to go? You up for some headball? I'm always in for helping those who have been harmed. Let's do what we can. And Raspus, what about you? Headball? It's Ratblow. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Did you say your name was Ratblow? Ratblow. Ratblow. Ah, great name. Ratblow Quarpok. My name is Loken Airwalker. It is my pleasure to meet you. Uh, we do we do actually have one person who may be of some help to you guys. Do you think you would like help? At this time, you see this human Assassin's Creed-looking motherfucker walk in from the back. He's he's wearing red-brown leather armor, and um, he's wearing a cape. Before he gets to us, I would like to ask Rapolo. It depends. If he comes, do I have to share the reward? No, he's on payroll. Yeah, cool. The more the merrier. Headball is more fun two-on-two anyway. So the guy comes up and introduces himself. He says... Hi, I'm Gento. Are are you guys going to help us catch the bandits? That is the way. It is looking that way, yes. Sweet. Are you ready to go now, or do you have something else you need to do? It seems like everything's under control here now. I have nowhere to be. I received two potions from a vendor in the market, a very lovely woman. What else might we be able to, to store on our journey to help uh, help us in combat? Oh, you bought potions from the, the girl in the square? Yes. Oh, that's my sister. Her name is uh, Rathina. Rathina seemed like a very wonderful girl. Yeah, she's nice. She's a little dumb, but she's nice. She didn't have sake sake incense, but... Did you proposition my sister? Bow bow incense instead of sake sake incense. Uh, Enough with the incense talk. I'm I'm starting to get upset. Matter of fact, I'm ready to leave, uh, but I would like to stop by the temple on the way out real briefly. Are you guys cool with that? I could use some meditation. I suppose. I don't have anywhere else to be. With Gento leading the way, you guys cross um, cross the courtyard again um, to the temple. So this temple is a temple to Ashizu. Ashizu is the goddess of peace in the storm. Because it's kind of a quiet town, they, they worship the goddess of peace here. 
uh, in an effort to kind of keep that peace. Uh, upon entering the temple, you see a gorgeous elf sorceress. She has long, dark hair. She's kneeling uh, at an altar to a Shizu and is wearing like a long red cloak. And she turns around and says, welcome. Hello, how's it going? My name is Loken Airwalker. I don't introduce myself. I barely enter. Nice to meet you, Loken. My name is Uzisi. And what brings you here today? We're here with your friend who, who needed some preparation. I'm here for a little meditation to guide me in our quest. You see she looks at, at Gento and goes, Oh, hi, Gento. Nice to see you. Gento says, Yeah, we're, um, we're getting ready to, to head out to look for the bandits that have been terrorizing the town. Wanted to stop by for a quick, you know, a quick moment of peace before we set out on the road. I totally understand. I understand. She goes, perhaps I have something that can help you on your journey. And you see that sitting next to the, the altar with the statue of Ishizu is a wooden chest. And she takes the wooden chest and opens it to Gento and Loken. She opens it and Loken, inside you see there are what appear to be two healing potions. There is a, a small black statue. It's made of obsidian and it looks like a horse. And then you see also there are two golden lion statues. You may, you may choose one of these for your journey. One of these each if you wish. What is the significance of the statues and how might they aid us? That is not for me to tell you. And Gento looks at you and goes, how exciting. Do you want to choose first? Should I choose first? What do you want to do? And, and he, he looks at Lucius and he goes, Lucius, do you want one of these? Come on, man. I, I will walk over and see what, what is going on in the, in the trunk. Uh, I reach in and I select the black obsidian horse. So, uh, Gentoo, what, what is this? What are we doing in the trunk? Gento looks at uh, Loken and goes, dude, sick choice. <laughs> and then he, he turns to, um, to Lucius and says, do you want to go next? Sure. What do the lions do? I don't know. You have to choose first. I take a lion. Gento takes a healing potion, looks at, at Lucius and says, dude, so stoked. Uzisi says, you all have chosen wisely. She closes the chest and puts it back by the statue and she kneels back down and Gento kind of puts his hand on her back and says, thank you. And Gento turns to you guys and goes, all right, are you ready to go? Let's do it. I nod. You guys head off into the woods and as you start off on the, the road going into the woods, Gento is, is friends with Usizi and he is familiar with the items. He tells you that the items that you got are called the Obsidian Steed and the Golden Lion. Golden Lion's kind of on the nose, as is Obsidian Steed. So Gento tells you, he says, So the, the little statues that you guys got are pretty fucking dope. They actually turn into animals when you throw them. He goes on to tell you that the steed turns into uh, the beast known as a nightmare and the golden lion turns into a butterfly. Hey, uh, Loken, you want to trade? The lion turns into a lion. All the same. Loken, you want to trade? I believe that these will come in handy for all in our party. Ian, don't forget about your falcon. What kind of bar allows monkeys in and allows chads in, but doesn't allow... Falcons in. I just, I just assumed since the Falcon wasn't with him, 
I mean, if I had a pet monkey, I would take him with me everywhere. I just let my falcon roam free. I can call him when it's needed. So, as you go into the woods, Jinto tells you about your your items, and his is obviously a healing potion. And he tells you a little bit about himself. Yeah, you know, I work I work for the order. It's pretty cool. That was actually my dad that you guys met, the big sturdy dude. Ah, uh, Rapplo, Rapplo. He seems like a good guy. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. He's a bit stern. He want he wanted me to be a fighter like him, and I just you know. I didn't want to do that, so I became a rogue instead. So, you're walking out towards the cave that you were told was the hideout for the bandits. Um, and Gento also tells you, they keep saying the bandits, but there's also there there's also this ogre who keeps coming into town. And he's not really stealing from people as much as he is shaking them down. He lives just inside the forest and is coming in and stealing from the residents. Though stealing isn't exactly accurate, he's been bullying the citizens into giving them... Uh, oh, I hate bullies. Bullies are the worst. Coincidentally, I also hate ogres. Yeah, good. This will be perfect. He lets them live in exchange for their possessions, which seems fair. Despite the seemingly agreeable terms of the trade, life for uh, shinies... Uh, we've had it, man. We're we're fucking sick of this ogre. And uh, there is some reason to believe that he and the bandits have been working together. I don't know why why Dad didn't mention that to you, but uh, probably because it's, uh, it's a little bit of a deterrent for most to know that they're going to be fighting an ogre instead of just little shitheads. Gento, I have a question for you. Do you know how to play headball? I, I have never played headball, but I'm familiar with the rules, yes. It's similar to soccer, as everyone but Americans call it, football. Okay, but but if we get a game going with an ogre head, you're in. I am in, yes. It sounds like f- great fun. I've never heard of this game, but it sounds entertaining if both of you feel this way. Uh, I think you would probably be pretty good at it, you know, not to judge a book by its cover, but you se- you seem pretty nimble. That I am. All right. So you guys are walking around for a little bit. Uh, you're walking on the path. Roll perception checks. Ian, I know you want to roll that dice. Oh, yes, baby, baby doll. It's, it's first roll. <laughs> Three. <clears throat> I rolled a 20, not Nat. All right. Lucius says you guys are walking along. Uh, you notice... Off the edge of the wood, there are a handful of owl bear cubs playing at the edge of the wood. And they're kind of like wrestling and, you know, just kind of tussling with each other. And Jinta goes, shh, 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 look, there's owl bear cubs. Aren't they adorable? Fine specimens uh, of nature. Very fine. So you guys are, are like... I don't know, 10 or 15 feet from the, the owlbear cubs. I would like to keep walking. Uh, can I roll a history check? I would like to share the information that I know about owlbears just in case they have an idea that they want to hang around and approach the owlbears because I have no interest in approaching the owlbears. 19. So I'm rolling like God today. Uh, so you know that uh, owl bears are generally uh, pretty perceptive. They're kind of on alert at all times. And um, you also know 
on top of being perceptive, they're also very aggressive. Okay. So, Logan, Shinto. Oh, sorry, sorry. You would also know that if you want to avoid the owl bears, you're going to have to stealth past them. I would like to whisper to Loken and Jinto, the owlbears are very aggressive and are not at all what we're here for. Let's just keep moving. We're going to have to stealth past them. Let's go find the gold. I mean, the bandits. Your history knowledge is quite well taken. I believe that we should stealth as well. I mean, but look at them, guys. Remember the old statement. Don't poke the bear. Owl. Bear. I'm I'm not laughing at all, but I'm breathing a sigh of relief that both of them seem to have taken my advice. Okay, everyone roll stealth checks. Oh, shit. That's a 19. Seven. That's my first bad roll. You trip over your own feet and uh, stumble. When you look up to see if the owl bear saw you, all three of them are meeting your gaze. Do they see me yet? They see everyone. You're all walking together. They kind of like uh, start creeping towards you a little bit. They're not on the attack, but they are suspicious. Just back away slowly. I follow his lead. You notice that all three of them are creeping towards you. And then one of them makes an ungodly noise that only an owlbear can make that sounds something like... And then they and then they dart towards you. Roll initiative. Oh my goodness. That's a twelve. Twenty-one. Lucius, you act first. Uh I will draw my deck of cards. My deck is still tricked with flaming spades. I would like to attack one of the owlbear cubs. Whichever one is nearest, I suppose. All right, roll an attack. Eight. That does not hit. That's Gento's turn. Gento is going to attack with his dagger. That misses. That's Loken's turn. Yeah, I would like to... I'm going to hit one of them with my staff. And as a bonus action, I'm going to uh, also shove uh, the one that I hit, which is going to knock him 10 feet back. 11. That hits. All right. That's five damage. Cool. That is the owlbear's turn. I am going to say the first owlbear attacks Lucius since he initiated combat. He misses with his beak attack and then hits you with his claw attack. That is going to be three damage. The second one attacks Loken. That is eight damage. Yikes. And then the other one is going to go after Gento, uh, misses with the first attack, and then misses with the second attack. So that is back up to you, Lucius. Is there anywhere that we can go to get away from? Uh, I will say that if you want to take the disengage, they'll get an attack of opportunity on you, just one. Yeah, no, I'm going to throw a card at him. That is a nat two. That's going to miss, actually. That is Gento's turn. He's going to make a rapier attack. 20, not nat. 
Uh, he's going to hit one of the owl bears, the one that Loken hit already. And then that is going to be, that's going to be nine damage. That bear is looking very hurt. That is Loken's turn. All right. Cool. Uh, I'm going to attack, and then I'm going to also shove it. Which one are you? Are you attacking the one that's hurt, or are you attacking one of the other ones? I'm going to attack the one that's hurt, and I'm going to, as a bonus action, I am also going to jump, which means that I get to just... My jump distance is tripled until the end of the spell, so I'm I'm going to hit him, and as a bonus action, I'm going to jump away. Is that one of your abilities that you can use as a bonus action? Yes. So I'm going to use, I'm going to hit this owlbear, and then I'm going to jump away so that I, I can't be hit. That is an eight. You miss, so you're using your bonus action to jump? Yes, I'm going to jump away so that I'm far enough away that the others can't hit me without kind of jumping up on me. That's the owl bears. I'm gonna roll attacks for all of them at the same time. Uh, one of them is gonna go after Lucius, and then the other two are gonna go after Gento. That's that hits everyone. That is an 18, and that is gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be 11 damage. Then they're gonna take a second attack. Misses. That is. Lucius's turn. Lucius make a death saving throw. What do I add to it? Nothing. It's an eight. That is one fail. That's Gento's turn. Uh, Gento is going to take his one healing potion that he got from Usisi and give it to Lucius. This is not looking good, folks. Three. Four. As a bonus action on Gento's turn, Gento is going to take a dash action. So I get 9 HP back, is that right? Yeah. Uh, Gento is also out of range. So the only person that is in range right now is Lucius. It is Loken's turn. So I am going to... So they're going to have... Are they going to have to take a full action still right now to be able to get to me? I mean, no, they can get to you in one move. And then hit me also? All right, well, I'm just going to go ahead and take my healing potion, which you said was 2d4 plus 2. Yep. That's a 1. That's a 3. 6. So I'm back to 11. The owlbears are going to make, they're all going to make beak attacks on Lucius. That is going to be an 11 to hit misses and then they're going to make claw attacks which are going to be a seven to hit misses awesome we're going to have a long talk about how you guys left me here to die don't i get a turn i get an attack at some point i'm tempted to disengage because all my help has disengaged well we're not disengaged to be fair no they haven't they're still fighting i would like to try to stab one of them with my deck. Are you attacking the hurt one? Two of them are still at full health. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to take out the hurt one. Uh, the attack is a mat two. That is gonna miss. That is Gento's turn. So Gento is gonna take a sneak attack with his rapier. 
That is a 15. That hits. And then roll damage. Nine damage. Kills the first owl bear. I would like to give an audible cheer as he kills the bear. Let's hear it. Woo! That is the way! And as a bonus action, Gento is going to take the full dash away from the bears. As a bonus action, he's going to run away again. Yeah, rogues are pretty cool. I'm not used to them yet, but they're pretty, pretty cool. So I am going to, um, yeah, I'm going to use my extra speed to run on in there again. Can I run in and then one, one movement hit them also? Yeah. All right, I'm going to run in. I'm going to hit him with my staff. Wait, what is your speed? Uh, 35. Yeah. So I'm going to run in, hit him with my staff, one of the one of the bears, and I'm also going to shove that bear so that they're 10 feet out of range. 13 to hit. That hits. And that is going to be nine damage. Uh, that bear's looking fucked up, and he is also pushed. That is the owl bear's turn. One of them is within range of you, Loken. Uh, and then uh, Lucius is also in range. They're going to take beak attacks. That's going to be a 12 to hit. 12 does not hit. Loken? Does not hit. And then they're going to take one each on both of you. It's going to take a claw attack. That is going to be a 13 to hit. Nope. Eat shit, Albear. All right, that is Lucius up top. Lucius is going to throw a card at a bear and close his eyes and pray he hits this time. And that is a 21. That is going to hit, yeah. Which which bear? Whichever one just tried to attack me. How hurt is hurt bear? He's hurt. I'm going to go after non-hurt bear. Okay. Uh, and it's going to do three slash damage. Okay. And as an effect of my cards still being flaming spades. Uh, he's gonna catch on fire for one minute. Okay. And suffer two D4 fire damage at the start of each of his turns. That's a two and a one. It's gonna be three at the start of its turn. Astonishing use of the physical realm. That is Gento's turn. Since he is at a distance, he is going to use his crossbow and make a ranged attack on the hurt owlbear. That is going to be a 17 to hit. That hits. That's going to be 9 damage. That bear is done. That is... That is Loken's turn. Alright, I'm going to... Well, uh, there's two bears left. One is hurt, correct? And then one is on there's fire. one bear left. Oh, there's... Oh, okay. And that one's on fire. That one is definitely... Yes, that one is on fire. Cool. All right, well, I'm going to run <laughs> at it. <laughs> I'm going to... Um, yeah, I'm going to run up and I'm going to hit it and with a bonus action also shove it 10 feet away. So that's 10 to hit. That misses. Bummer. That is the owlbear's turn. And I believe, Loken, you're in range. Yes. The owlbear takes 2d4 fire damage at the start of their turn. Right. I already did it. Because I had you roll too early. It's going to take two attacks on Loken. That is going to be a 9 to hit. Misses. Misses. 
It's going to take a claw attack. 14 to hit. Misses. Uh, at the end of the owlbear's turn, you hear owlbear noises off in the woods. They don't sound like cub noises. Do you guys hear that? I do hear that. I think we should try to run. I think that's probably a good idea. Uh, whose turn is it? It is your turn. I would like to stab the outlast owlbear with my dagger. Okay. <laughs> it's a 15. Four slashing damage. Okay. That is Gento's turn. He, I was really he... hoping that we killed the owlbear right there and could run. Yeah. <laughs> since uh, Gento is out of range, he is going to hang tight. He's going to hold an action instead of shooting another arrow. But he is—he does have his crossbow ready. He would just prefer that one of you guys finish him off so you guys can get the fuck out of there. Uh, I'm just gonna—I'm just gonna wait here, guys. I'm just gonna—I got got the crossbow ready if something goes wrong. But how about stab that little fucker in the face and let's get out of here? I knew we should have brought Rapolo with us. Loken, your turn. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna smash this little guy's face in with my bow staff. That's 14 to hit. Uh, 14 hits. And that is five damage. All right. And on the owl bear's turn, you just hear it go. Uh, I think it's calling for help. And you see the owl bear fall over and continue burning. You guys are out of combat. Let's go now. I think it's yeah. I'm on board. With yeah, that. let's run real quick. I hear that thing in the distance too. All right. So you guys are out of combat. Uh, Gentis says, "Come on, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go." And uh, you guys take off a little further down the road. Uh, you've gotten a safe distance where you can't hear the larger owl bear anymore. You're on the path towards the cave. What do you want to do? Uh, what time is it? Well, like how late is it? It's like uh, approaching dusk. Everyone was day drinking at the bar. I don't know, Loken, Jinto. What do you guys think? Do we want to approach this cave in the dark? Or should we set up camp? We're probably we're probably still a couple of hours from the cave. Uh, I guess we should continue on. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think I think that it would be smart. Uh, do we know if ogres have poor eyesight at night? Nat 20. So, uh, Loken, you would know that ogres have dark vision and can see up to 60 feet in the dark. Hmm. Uh, never mind. Uh, I, I, I do recall that there was a, a cave troll who lived high in the mountains in the Baobao Hills, and uh, he could see fairly well at night. Maybe my idea wasn't smart. I, I don't know that they see better at night. They just don't see worse. So I definitely think that we should continue on. However, comma, we should definitely set up camp before getting to the cave. I, I don't really want to go into the cave in the dark. I can see fine in the dark, but I'm not sure that you guys are going to be able to. Yes, I, I have dark vision as well. I 
Uh, I, I agree. I think it would be smart to rest up a little and, and heal some of our, our wounds from this battle. I got hit a few times. Uh, I mean, I don't see great at night, but I do prefer the dark. It makes, you know, sneaking about doing rogue shit a lot easier. That being said, uh, I'm pretty hurt. So whatever you guys want to do is fine. Yeah, let's let's go on and, until we get close enough uh, to stop at a safe distance and, and take a small rest. You guys continue on the path. You guys could probably actually take a... If you're just walking, you could probably actually take a short rest while you're walking. Okay. Let's do I'm that. down for that. So you guys, short rest and, you know, as you're walking along, you're shooting the shit. You're, you've, you've finally calmed down from being attacked by baby owlbears. Uh, everyone's a little, was a little shook up, but they're fine now. Did you guys notice how fucked up we got by those baby night, night bears, owlbears? They really fucked us up. Those are really strong. You, do you guys have like really strong animals in this area? Yeah, that, that was pretty weird. I'm not going to lie. I've never seen such fierce baby bears. Yeah, they're pretty strong, actually. And they're also, yeah, they're just fierce creatures. Quite evasive, too. I don't know if you guys noticed, but my normally impeccable aim was uh, just all over the place. Yeah, I mean, you can do some damage if you hit them, but your your aim was, was not great. But you did burn that one to death, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that did make up for a little bit. Of it. That was very impressive. Very, very impressive. Nothing like watching something die slowly in agony, am I right? If it is the way. Uh, I, I prefer the quick kills, but to each their own. I mean, I'm pretty good at the quick kills myself, but, you know, something about the pain. I do not prefer to kill things, but they attacked us. It was the energy that they were deserved of. I'm getting the feeling you're a weird dude, Jinto. Yeah, you know. A little bit, but hey, who's not weird? Yeah, you really lightened up there with, with seeing a little blood. You seemed like a real spiritual kind of person beforehand, and now I like it. You seem to be more authentic. Yeah, I, I like to stop by the temples and such because uh, I like to pray that the blood spilled is not mine. So uh, why don't you guys roll me perception checks? 20. 19 plus 3, 22. So you notice that off to the other side of the path from where you saw the owl bears, the the sun hasn't quite set yet, um, and you see that there's a little bit of smoke rising above the tree line. You guys clocking this? What uh, was there a controlled burn plan for tonight, Jinta? Nope, nope. We don't. Nope. The forest. Uh, Unless, unless the gods set the forest on fire, we don't typically do that. But I do see the smoke. I do see it. Would it be normal to have travelers in this area? Mm, I mean, we have travelers, but they don't typically burn shit in the woods. Do you think that uh, that's where our, our bandit friends are? Or better, our ogre friend? I mean, it's possible. We We believe that he he lives in a cave, but we have been wrong before. I know that feeling. I was wrong once. It was a Thursday. I hate Thursdays. Thursdays are not preferable days. 
Yeah, I don't really have I don't really have a favorite day. Just are we close enough to the area that the ogre would be most of the time? We're probably I don't know, 20 minutes from his suspected home on foot. Now, is this ogre somebody that we'll be able to talk to or is he going to be aggressive right off that? Uh, Loken, have you ever met a reasonable ogre? Ogres are pretty dumb. They're pretty dumb. There's not much reasoning. We may be able to convince him. Sure. To tell us some information. I would like to gesture to Gento. Just like, do you believe this guy? I don't want to say it out loud because I don't want Logan to be offended. Gento grits his teeth and shakes his head. I have no qualms with your opinions. My opinion is, why use violence when you can use kindness? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally get that. So here's the plan. When we find the ogre, you try your kindness, and then I'll cut his head off. Not if I cut it off first. That's fine. This is the way. What do you guys want to do? I say we continue to the cave where we think the bandits are, but, um, you know, I'm not opposed to going and seeing the fire either. Uh, I love a good bonfire. What about you, Loken? What do you want to do? I believe that it may be smarter for us to check our initial goal and then move towards the secondary goal if that goal fails us. This is the way. I mean, we could always just kind of like, I know these woods well enough that if we wanted to investigate on the way back, we could uh, do that. Sure, that sounds like a plan. This sounds preferable to me. So you guys start heading towards the cave. You walk for another 20 minutes or so to the right of the path. Uh, you see that there is a large clearing off the side of the road and about 300 feet off the side of the road, you see a large cave and you can see from kind of around the corner in the cave that there is a fire within the cave. Like you can see the firelight dancing on the cave. Uh, so it's getting dark. Then, uh, yeah, it's like sunset. Uh, do we see any people in the cave? Roll me an inv investigation check. Fourteen. Not twenty. It, you see that there are two, uh, what appear to be bandit dudes, and you can see the shadow of the ogre in the firelight. Gento, are those the are those the ones that uh, the bounty is for? It's tough to see from here, and we're not for sure what they look like, because they're always, you know, hooded and shit, but this is the cave that we suspect. Would we be able to recognize the figure of one of the bandits uh, to match him to the short stout? Your father said that it was a short, stocky person who ran into uh, and through the light earlier that blinded that poor woman. I I see with my with my apling eyes this character fits uh, the profile perfectly. I think that we're on the right track. So so here's the thing, guys. I definitely want to capture slash kill the bandits and the ogre. Uh, but I also don't want to chop off any innocent heads because that's not a good look. I'm not sure that we should just uh, go in there cards a-blazing, as it were. I mean, the bounty is dead or alive. 
So we could potentially bring them back for a trial or something, but, uh. Oh, that, that's not what I was proposing at all. Or we could, um, I don't know if we could scout the area somehow, that would be super helpful. I just, uh, I just want to make sure that it's the right people before I go chopping heads off. Yeah, is this area, can we see around, would we be able to sneak around and, and see if we could get an advantage in some way? I mean, it's a clearing, like, all the way up to the cave. The longer we sit here and talk, the darker it's getting. I imagine it's going to be fully dark here very shortly. So, so Loken kind of, like, makes a, a strange uh, fist, and he, and he goes... In a very natural way, it sounds maybe like a bird, and suddenly uh, a falcon comes and and flies down on his on his wrist. What? What the fu- the fuck is that? This is my pet falcon, and uh, he should be helpful to us. I believe he'll be able to see and scout without us having to to enter that area. Does your falcon have a name, or is it just falcon? He has no name. He is just my falcon. He comes and goes. It's not much of a pet, then, my is it? Friend. I wouldn't call him a pet. He he you, is. You just called him a pet. He is a wild creature who comes along with me as he pleases. Uh, I mean, Lucius, back me up here. He literally just said pet. Yes, he did. He's also a monkey, so there's that. Well, there's no argument there. He is a monkey. I am not a, a racist, so I I do not uh, judge animals for the uh, in the, the way that I don't judge animals for the way that they were born. I don't think anyone's judging, buddy. I don't think that's remotely racist. I think that's a different thing. This is classist. An animalist is the term you're thinking of. But would you uh, say it's bestial? Bestial. Bestial uh, judgments uh, are not something that I like to take. Would you say you're a lover of bestials? No. <laughs> I am an. I am a lover of all things. I. I am. <laughs> no. He. Uh, he did try to. <laughs> he did try to uh, uh, seduce Jinto's sister back in the town square. I see what you're saying. She is a little beastie. I get that. I keep telling her she should really shower more. I'm a monkey human. Or a human monkey. Uh, I, I, uh... Yeah, I... It's a lot of emphasis on race for someone who's not racist. I'm not racist. You all are putting many judgments on my word. I, I whisper in an inaudible way to the falcon and the falcon takes off to the to go take a look a little bit closer and my falcon uh gets an advantage on a perception check that rely on sight so is he flying up to the cave yeah kind of up and over just not into the cave over the cave is not going to be helpful it's a cave so but uh, into the cave he would at least have to fly near the entrance of the cave. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, he's he's just going to fly kind of like up to the entrance and enough for him to see to see inside. 
He's not sending the Falcon on a death mission. No. Into the cave. Correct. All right. Uh, he gets advantage on a perception check. So he rolls a an 11. Let's do another one. A 17 plus 2, 19. So your Falcon flies over the over the clearing and does a couple of flybys at the mouth of the cave and returns to you and lands on your arm and you're able to gather from your falcon that there seems to be a large stash of treasure in the cave how do you communicate with your falcon i yeah I, I, the falcon comes back and and does some hawk like chittering and and i mm, 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 thank you and i let the falcon fly off the falcon says that there is a pile of treasure in the cave uh i'll take your word for it i don't speak falcon so uh, this seems seems like the place lucius is just staring and telling i'm just trying to figure out what's going on in the cave i'm trying to make sure that, that these are the guys that we're after as you're staring at the cave you see the shadow of the ogre start approaching the entrance like it's coming around the bend in the cave. And you see him like hunched over a little bit inside the cave. And he walks out in front of the cave and does a big stretch and goes. How big is the ogre? I don't know. Let's say 10 feet. But he's, he's big as fuck. What do you guys want to do? I uh, I don't know if we should. Just hang out here and observe for a bit, or if we want to wait until morning to do this. So Gento says, well, I don't claim to know a lot, but ogres are notoriously dumb and greedy. They like the shinies. Perhaps we consider if we get in a tight spot, we could try to bribe him. What if... um? What if we can lure him away from the cave and pretend to be friends with the bandits and convince the ogre that the bandits told us that they were going to give us his share of the treasures that they've stolen? You mean like uh, trick him into fucking him up? Yeah, then, you know, we can just sit and laugh. And then ultimately, we might have to kill the ogre. But I like our chances better of three against one uh, than three against three when one of them is an ogre. This sounds like a good plan to me. Yes. Perfect. Let's do uh, it. Do we have access to cloaks? I have a cloak. Do either of you? Yeah, I mean, uh, Gento has a cloak. Loken? It is a red cloak, but he has a cloak. I. Perhaps Loken, uh, being that. I, I have uh, nomad clothing. Yeah, it, being that, that Loken's not going to pass for uh, a human like these bandits, maybe Loken can climb up the backside of the cave and uh, give us some support from above if we get into a sticky situation. So the the sides of the cave are sheer rock face, like it's a cave in like a, a wall of rock. Um, in order to get above the cave, it would take quite a bit of travel time. So I have, 
I'm an adapt climber because I am an apeling, which means my natural agility allows me to climb at full speed rather than half. And I can also climb across ceilings as long as I succeed on a DC 12 athletics or aerobics check. So I, I mean, I can definitely climb that, that's walk on ceilings. I need to do a check. So I, I could definitely climb up on the side of go, go somewhere to the side of the cave and then climb up above the cave entrance as stealthily as possible. I mean, he doesn't have to get to the top of the rock wall, right? He can just be somewhere on the rock wall. Yeah. And that's part of my class ability is to be able to, to do that. So the ogre standing outside the cave right now. What do you guys want to do? I, I think that's our best bet. Should, you guys on board with that? Should we set up camp? I mean, it's sure taking a lot of time for this decision. I, I could I could definitely use a rest. Uh I'm I'm not quite all the way healed from that encounter with the, the little uh bear pig things. I I was being sarcastic. I don't think this is a great place to set up camp and safety. Oh, well, naturally, uh, but we're going to have to get the ogre away from the cave. Uh, how, do, how do you pros- propose we do that? As I'm saying that, I'm I'm going to pull uh, Logan and Jinto off of the trail uh, into the woods, not in the direction of the cave, across from the cave. Okay, so you're not standing in the clearing anymore? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to get uh, some tree cover. I like your guy's plan, or Lucy's plan. How do we... So how do we get the ogre away from the cave? You could try an ogre call. Do you know an ogre call? I I think he just made an ogre call when he came out of the cave. Oh, so you think there are more of them coming? Uh, no, they're notoriously solitary, but uh, they would recognize this that sound as another ogre. I don't know. Ogres have to shit, right? What if we just wait till he goes to shit? I imagine he does have to shit. Yeah, we could we could wait till he goes to shit and then approach him while he is, you know, in a weakened state. Act like we just stumbled onto him, and then before he eats us, we explain to him that we're friends with the bandit, and uh, they told us to come pick up some gold. Sure. Great. Let's do it. I would like to camp until the ogre ships. You don't wait long. Uh, about 10 minutes after after you guys have that conversation, like you see from across the, the road, you see the ogre grab his stomach in the light of the cave. Like you see his arms fold over his belly and him go, <laughs> and then he takes off at a light trot towards the edge of the woods, like towards the road, but also towards the edge of the clearing. So he's about halfway. And then you just see him take a squat in the woods and go, Logan, we're going to need you to get to the top of the trees uh, and help us out if if anything goes wrong. Jinto, let's slip on our our hoods and move toward him. You're aware these aren't cloaks of invisibility, right? They're just regular cloaks. They look like bandits. Yeah, we're we're just trying to look like the other guy. So what what's happening? Are you and Gento approaching the ogre and uh Loken, are you gonna go around the other side of the, the tree line? 
Yeah, I'm just going to climb up to the top of the trees. Uh, I mean, that. yeah, I'm just going to kind of be up in the trees in a, in a way that I could crawl over to the cave opening if I needed, but I'm just going to stay up there and watch as they have this conversation. So are you moving in the tops of the trees or are you just kind of like getting a lookout for right now? Just getting a lookout. Yeah, I just go up, up the closest tree nearby so I can kind of look where they're talking. Do you, are you staying on the far side of the road or are you crossing the road? I'm going to follow them until, until it's too close and the ogre can see and I'm going to climb up like a tree so that the ogre is not going to see me as they have their conversation, but I'm close enough that I can hear what's going on. All right, let's go, Jito. All right, everyone roll stealth checks. 17. Jinto rolled a 19. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an 18. Cool. So Jinto, Jinto leans over to Lucius and says, well, le- leans over to um, Loken and says, best, best of luck. Stay quiet. And then they kind of part ways uh, at the road uh, and go to opposite sides of the clearing. Jinto leans over to Lucius and says, all right, let's say, uh, let's say you do the talking. Sure. No problem. I'm good at talking. So Gento and, and Lucius approach the ogre. As they approach the ogre, you hear him go, Ugh. Um, you can see he's kind of like getting a, a little dookie to, to drop. Like it's stuck and he's trying, he's kind of trying to shake it off. And then he's like, uh, uh, fuck! You you see him looking around like he's looking for something to clean his ass with. Uh, so as, as we come into the ogre's view, uh, I would like to feign shock that that we just came upon this ogre taking a shit in the woods. Maybe even a little fear, like uh, oh, oh sorry, sorry, uh, I didn't see you there. Jinto just looks kind of big-eyed. The ogre is startled himself. He goes, "Oh, ah, fuck, God!" Uh, we 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 didn't we didn't mean to disturb you. We'll just we'll just be going. Sorry. Uh, uh, you absolutely did disturb me. I, I would like to uh, I would like to turn back toward the ogre and um say actually on second thought. Do you live in these woods? Uh, for now, you know, I've been kind of like hanging out in the cave, you know, so, lately. Cave. Um, that's, that's funny. You, you kind of look like someone I've heard of. We're actually looking for a cave. Um, we have two friends who told us to meet them in a cave that they had a giant pile of money that they stole from the idiots that live in this town next door. Yeah, yeah, idiots. They uh, they told us that if we came and met them out here, that they would uh, give us half the money to, to take back home and, um, and keep it safe for them, and uh, they would bring the other half later. You mean the shinies? Uh, yeah, yeah, everything, everything should be shiny. Why, do you... Do you know something about the shinies? Why why would they give you their shinies? 
uh, we're friends from from back home, and they wanted us to keep half of the shinies safe for now. And then they said they would bring the rest of the shinies home with them later, after the idiots have no more shinies. All shinies gone. Oh no! Uh, roll a deception <laughs> check. <laughs> Fifteen. So he he believes you. He's like, oh, okay. They said we could take the shine. They said that you could take half of the shinies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's cool as long as it's their half of the shinies. What What do you mean their half? The the other half of the shinies is mine. Listen, friend. I I don't I don't want to. Insult your intelligence or, or, you know, contradict you. Uh, but that's not what they told us. Uh, they told us that we were to take half of the shinies now. And they would bring the rest of the shinies later. Uh, perhaps they wanted you to keep half of their shinies. No, no, no. They were very explicit. They said that they were going to bring all of the shinies. They didn't call them shinies, but... So, so you're not taking any shinies? I'm confused. We're taking all of the shinies. Uh, you're not taking all of the shinies. Well, why don't we go back to the cave and, and sort it out with, with our friends? Because they told us that they had some idiot helping them rob the other idiots. And that it would be okay if we just took all the shinies. What do you mean, some idiot? You know what? Now that I think about it, I think they might have said they had an ogre idiot helping them. Dump's not idiot. Your name's Dumps? My name is Dump. Dump. Okay. Uh, I'm Tonk. It's nice to meet you, Dump. <laughs> Roll a deception check. Um, I was going to say, can I... Roll persuasion, but my my deception and my persuasion are the same. Nat 20. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's sick. I can't attack for shit, but everything outside of combat, I'm golden. He he goes, okay, uh, you you seem nice. You seem nice too, Dump. (laughs) Thanks. Um... Is it isn't it funny that my name is Dump and you met me while I was dumping? That is funny. That, that's that's very funny. Um, listen, I want to talk to you about the shinies. I think that I know what's going on. So I think. Can I roll a persuasion check? It, say what you're going to say first. <laughs> I think that the guys in the cave that you've been helping are trying to steal your half of the shinies. Why would they steal my shinies? Because then more shinies for them. But I thought I thought they were my friends. I have lots of friends. That might be what they wanted you to think. They may have wanted you to think that they were your friends so that they could steal the shinies from you. Oh. So they lied to me? I think they lied to you. Roll a persuasion check. 15. That's good. 20, he's, not... He's dumb. That's okay. fine. He goes, 
No. <laughs> Dare are my friends. I know. I know. It's. I thought they were my friends too, but I would never be friends with someone who would lie to someone as nice as you. Dump is mad. Tonk is mad too. You know what we should do? We should go take it out on the liars. The liars. The liars must pay. That's right, Dump. The liars must pay. Let's go get them. Let's go. Dump scoops you up and puts you on his shoulder. <laughs> and incredible. And, and walks and Gento's like, uh, I guess I'm coming too. And and just kind of like jogs behind you guys. But as you guys get closer to the edge of the cave, Gento peels off and kind of like hides in the trees near the cave entrance. Loken, what are you doing? I, I I wasn't close enough to hear that, or was I? You said I split off on the other side of the clearing. You, you were just like, so in the clearing, like they're, they were on one side of the clearing at the edge of the trees, and you're on the other side of the clearing, so you can see them. Right. Could like I you're he- in, the, in could- the trees on the other side of the clearing. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I'm just going to stay... Um, stealthed in the trees how far am i from the entrance of the cave uh i would say you can move at the same speed that they're moving like through the trees through the trees yeah all right well i'm gonna just keep i I, i'm gonna stay back enough that i'm not gonna alert the guys in the cave i'm just gonna stay behind and watch what happens in the trees so as they approach you see gento peel off and he turns around and clocks you in the top of the trees and points at his eyeballs and then points back to you and then points at the cave and then points back at his eyeballs and then points at the cave and then points to you. And then he points back to his eyeballs and then he throws both of his hands in the air like, do you get it? Do you get I, it? I give him a <laughs> fucking big, watch. Big thumbs up. Okay. Uh, he, he shoots you the thumbs up and... Uh, hides in the tree line. So Lucius and Dump are approaching the cave. And as they get uh, closer, Dump goes, Hey! (laughs) Hey, didn't you hear me? I said, hey, come out of the cave. And at first, no one comes out. He goes, Dump, say, come out! Come out of cave. Dump, dump. Maybe they know that something's wrong. Maybe they don't want to face you because they know you. They were going to steal. They know that you know you were going to. They were going to steal from you. You know what I'm trying to say, Dump. <laughs> I do know what you're saying. You're saying they're not my friends. Right, especially not the one with the blonde hair, the short, stocky guy. He's the one that told us that it was okay to to steal, and and he's the one that called you an idiot. The blonde guy called me idiot? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> as as the DM, uh, Dump is mad. And you, you're sitting on his shoulder and you can feel him kind of like rolling his shoulders to get loose. <laughs> like, you can tell he's stretching to fuck some people up. And uh, he goes... He finally goes, you have till count of three 
to show yourself or dump come in cave. One. Uh, uh, hey, hey, two. Uh, friend, friend. Uh, and as he goes to say three, they come out at the edge of the cave like, like kids when your parents are counting at you. <laughs> they go, they wait till the last second. They're like, okay, 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 we're here, we're here. Before they can get a word in, I would just like to point at the, the blonde one and say, that's him, that's the guy. That is the guy. He, he points at you on his shoulder and goes, my new, f- what'd you say your name was? Tonk. Talk? 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 Talk like, like talkie? Uh, talk. Talk. With, with an N, dump. With an N. Talk. Yes. Like, when, when you, when you drop bald man and he hits ground, he goes, talk. Dump understand. Uh, my, my friend, talk. Tells me that you, Barney, have tried to take my shinies from me. Why would you do that? I thought we were friends. Barney, the blonde guy, goes, Dump? Uh, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Also, who's the new guy? He, He told me. That you guys knew each other from home. Um, I've never seen him before in my life. He's lying to you, Dump. He's lying to you, like he did about stealing your shinies. You see, you see, Dump kind of like looks to you on his shoulder and goes, Hmm. He lied to me. And then he looks back at Barney and he goes, Are you lie to me? Um, no, man. Honestly, I think this guy might be trying to trick you. Talk. You trick me? No, no, I would not trick you, Dump. We are friends, remember? But how do I know we friends? I told you about the other guys trying to steal your shinies. Would I do that if we weren't friends? Good point. Dump looks... Looks at uh, Barney and the other guy and goes, Okay, this is your last chance. Did you say that Tonk could take all the shinies? Also, did you call Dump stupid? Idiot. They called you idiot. Did you call me idiot? Barney speaks for the both of them and goes, Um... Look, he's not even sure. For starters, we... For sure did not take him or tell him that he could take all the shinies. But you are kind of an idiot. See? See, I told you. And he goes, but we're still friends. We still like you. Dump looks really confused. He's like, I'm I'm idiot, but I'm friend. Can I take can I take advantage of his confusion and just whisper in his ear again? They wouldn't call you an idiot if they were your friends. Roll a persuasion check with advantage. With advantage. 15 and 21. You see Dump looks at the cave and then he looks at you 
And then he looks at the cave. And then he looks at you. He reaches up on his shoulder. And sets you on the ground. Gently. He takes you and gently places you on the ground. And then he looks down at you and goes. Dump be back. Okay, Dump. I'll be waiting. And Dump walks towards the cave and goes. Dump. No. Like. Being called idiot. And you see he takes Barney. And picks him up by the scruff of his neck. And just bashes his skull on the top of the cave. Like on the cave entrance. He just smashes him in one blow. And Barney crumples to the ground. uh, Lifeless. And the other guy takes the fuck off. Dump does not see him run. He is smooth gone. That is going to be it for now. How does it feel... How do you feel after the first session? Uh, good. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty blown away now by Lucius, uh, Lucius, Lucy's, uh, persuasion skills. He seems to be quite the trickster. Yeah, but absolutely terrible in combat. Apparently his, his persuasion skills are on point. Yeah. Super rusty when it comes to hurting anything. Almost died. Yeah, but don't. Dumps our buddy now, though, big time. You did, however, burn that owl bear to death, which was pretty cool. True. Yeah, that's kind of cool. But like, Dump might become our next best friend. Maybe we can go adventure with Dump. Yeah, he may I, even join you guys on the rest of the adventure. Yeah, that'd be perfect. I just want to point out that I did say uh, somewhere along the line that I hate ogres. So that is canon that I hate ogres. That's true. And we also need to play some headball. Sure. Does hate mean you have to kill them? Uh, not necessarily, but probably. Also, I I really just thought it was a better idea to try and um, have him hurt his friends rather than us try and hurt all of them. Yeah, that's smart. Those owlbears kind of did some work on us. I'm not... Not happy about a troll. You guys got fucked up by the owlbears. Yeah. That was way harder than it should have been. Yeah, I'm not liking that. Yeah, I was pretty displeased with my performance. Yeah, I'm hoping for some better roles in the future. Uh, And also, good name for your falcon. (laughs) It's a falcon. What can can I say? Loken's not a... Loken's a pretty simple dude. He's he's a monkey, you know. Your pet falcon, the falcon, who is not your pet, but is. It's not really a pet. He's just a falcon, you know. And he just kind of is, and he and he shows up because it's just you know, Loken's a good guy. He's not your pet, but also, you said he was your pet. So oh, it's no. like same, same, but different, but, but still same. But yeah, also Loken. same, yeah. Yeah, Loken doesn't believe in the traditional uh, constructs of society. You know, those are those are like human constructs, and he's a monkey. So he's okay with being a pet, but not owning a pet. You know, he'll act as a pet if he has to. But uh, yeah, some foreshadowing there. Yeah, I may need to cut that. <laughs> hey, I mean, I was just talking off cuff right there. I mean, well, I mean, I may need to cut that because I think you being a pet is in the next episode. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely. I, I know is. it is. Yeah, it definitely is. But uh, who knows? All right, guys. Well, we have a lot of stuff to look forward to. I think it's a pretty solid start. 
to anyone who has bared with us to the end, thank you. Uh, I'm brand new to audio editing, and I appreciate you staying with us. If you enjoy the podcast, subscribe and rate and review on Apple Podcasts so that more people can find us uh, on there. And until next time, this has been Profanity for Emphasis, a D&D podcast. Fuck yeah. I think so too. I just kind of came out. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Gotta be true to brand, you know? Fuck you. <laughs> If anybody's actually listening, <laughs> oh, if anybody's actually listening, fuck you. No, that's probably not good for our audience. Right, if anybody made it all the way to the end with us or something like that. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't like it, then why the fuck are you still here? <laughs> oh, should we, should we stop recording? Oh my god.